What's going on, my beautiful people? We are back in the place to be. We have a part two to breaking generational curses, and this time we're going to speak on love and relationships. Thank y'all for checking out that first half of breaking generational curses. It is essential, and I see that you all thought it was very essential because it got a lot of love and it has got a lot of support. Shout out to Houston again. Shout out to LA again. Y'all make sure y'all check out this part two of Breaking Generation of Curses of Love and Relationship. Thank y'all for listening. Peace. What's going on, my beautiful people? We are back with another episode. This is episode 17. This is part two of Breaking Generational Curses. The first episode, we just did a regular Breaking Generational Curses with my co, my pre, no, I mean reoccurring, <laughs> reoccurring co-host, Shadiko Cheatham. What up, folks? AKA, I call her Slim, don't you call that? So, the first, the first one came about, like I said, you know, we have so many things, so many patterns learned, taught behaviors from our childhood. And now we know better in life. We have to do better in life. So we was like, you know what? Let's talk about generational curses. Now, I said, you know what? Let's talk about generational curses. Let's be specific with love and relationships. And when we say generational curses, things that are passed down, whether they are functional or dysfunction, traditional ways or things that you do that has been done in your family and they are passed down almost inherited if you will you know so today we're going to talk about that in love and relationships now they're starting it off with a question i would like to ask you i would like to ask you okay i would like to answer being a mother now having dealt you know my baby Shout out to your baby. Shout out to my baby. <laughs> Being a mother now, you know, having experienced or like seeing the things your mother went through or like women in your family went through, do you feel like being with someone as well as having a kid and up keeping that and making making sure that person is happy as well as your kid? Do you feel like that is possible? Because we were taught in a lot of ways, you know, your kid is first, which a lot of people, you know, definitely, you know, abide by that. But when you have a significant other, you know, I've I've saw in some, you know, situations growing up where it it was always conflict, you know, when somebody tried to cater to their man and then the kid and then the, the man would feel like the kid is, you know, well, it's really not a man if they feel like the kid is getting more attention. It's more like a boy. But do you feel like it's possible to balance and juggle that with motherhood as well as having a man and keeping him happy? Yeah, but like you said, it's all about balance. It's all about, for one, the mindset of the person that you with. Mm-hmm. Like, if you going to be in a relationship with me knowing I got a little girl, right? you got to know she come first. That's off the rip. So... Yeah, it's going to be days where I'm going to have to tend to her and do all that. And I don't want to say get in where you fit in, but, you know, you got to incorporate yourself into that child life, too. It can't just be all about about you. Right. It, it, I'm sorry. My baby going to come before anybody, so it's just... 
So did you when uh, when you grew up? Did you see balance in tending to the husband, tending to the kids, tending to the wife, tending to the kids, tending to you know? Did you did you feel like there was a great amount of balance? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, that situation was different because my mom and dad was married. So you know, shout out to Black Love. It's like I think it's a difference when. You and I ain't gonna say it shouldn't be a difference, right? But I I don't know my baby only two. I haven't been in a relationship since. Well, I ain't gonna say that. Shout out to YB, but I ain't been in a relationship. Who are we shouting out on the pod? This is worldwide now. This this is gonna be big now. (laughs) But go ahead, love. You know, besides him. He was good with her. But it's just, yeah, you just got to find that balance. Got to find that balance. It's possible. So what what toxic things do you feel like as being a young black woman when it comes to love, when it comes to relationships, what are some things that you feel like were pretty much toxic that you... Not, I won't say saw growing up, or but I would say that like some, you know, some stigmatized cliche sayings or words what are some things you would talk like okay don't don't do this this, this this you know with a man or what were some things it's like you were taught those things but now you feel like i wouldn't do that or i would do this or i would cook i would come home and cook or i'm gonna make sure i do this and this for my man like you were taught certain things certain ways and now that you're older you're gonna do them different to keep that balance or that happiness in the relationship versus what you were taught I don't really know how to answer that. I mean, yeah, I just feel like by nature, that's just what a woman want to do for a man she in love with. But I ain't had no rosy example. So every day, so do you feel like, you know, do you feel like you should, your husband or your, your boyfriend or whatever, you should have something on the stove for them every day? You should cook a great meal for them? I mean, I'm a cook because I got a baby. You know what I'm saying? But it would be nice I mean, I work in a hard job. Shout out know. to shout out to you. You know, I tell people that you're a very hard worker. Um, Virgo, she's a Virgo. Yeah, it gets down. Virgo's very hard working <laughs> people, but yeah, you do. You actually work. You have physical labor. You it's know? just like like a balance, right? If we both work hard jobs, we both got to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to come home from a hard day of work. Sure not. And it's a give and take. My house terrible. It's messed up because my baby been playing all day or something. Right. I got to clean up and I don't want to see my man just sitting on the couch watching me clean up knowing I'm dog tired. Come on now. If we both dog tired, we can both knock that out together. Come on now. Relax together. Come on now. So it's just. It's a compromise. Yeah, exactly. It's a compromise. It's a compromise. So growing up, I would say with me growing up, I didn't, I had, well, you know, like look at my auntie and my uncle. Um, Trace and Eric. Eric. Shout out to my auntie and my uncle. They've been married a long time, you know, and had very structured, you know, structured come up, upbringing. And um, I would say, you know, not having so, so many examples. Shout out to Megan Troy. They've been married a long time. Not having so, so many different examples, but I will say this. Um, that is what I know. When 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 I've been like coming up, you hear so much like the women. Some women I know is always more of what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this, 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 that, and I always trying to like override and not care about 
and I'm speaking this because I'm a woman. You know, I'm speaking my side. Not care about like what the man feel or or have any say in everything else. And just like just to piggyback off what you said, it is a compromise. And we do have to make sure that we compromise because Brent coming up, like I said, it wasn't many examples of a woman compromising. It's this how it gonna be. My money is your money. I mean, your money is my money, and my money is my money, and all this and all that and all that stuff. Like I said, I feel like that is toxic because if you gonna say you with somebody, you 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 stand before God, you take the vows and the vows, and you do everything else. You have to make sure you understand that it definitely is a compromise. It's a give and take. Nobody is perfect. You have to do things as well as give, as well as receive. And I feel like a lot of us are, we definitely are on the receiving end. And we don't feel like we have to give anything. And the relationship, be it the relationship between your friend, your daughter, your right. son, your mother, your father, your, your husband, your wife. It all boiled down to the same thing. It's give and take. Right. It's right. give and take. You, I'm not going to be on no, oh, my husband just going to pay the bill and I'm going to just, no, nah, that ain't going to work. I'm going to help where I need to be helped. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's going to be a balance. Mm-hmm. My, I ain't finna sit there and see my man struggle. That's right. And do everything by himself because that's what a man is supposed to do. But at the same token, I'm not finna take care of no man either. 100%. Because I ain't yeah. looking for no man to take care of me. I'm That's looking right. for a partnership. That's right. Come on now. Not just no You no better speak, Slim. I'm saying, it's like, that. I think that's what's wrong with a lot of people nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, they have all these expectations of some unfair stuff where they just the main benefactor. Right. That's you right. can't go in a relationship thinking, and I don't know if I can say this, but. You can say it. Come edit on. it out. Like, no you'll ease. have a woman come into a relationship, don't think she got to contribute nothing but sex. That's right. A man can get sex from anywhere. Come on now. But what else you going to add to it? Come What's going to set you apart? Come on now. You better like, speak. It's, that's crazy. That's right. You don't want no man just come, can't no man just come in and just pipe a woman down and then just be like, oh, well, I'm going to take care of you. I mean, it happens. Don't get right. me wrong. But, no, that. And we get old. You know what I mean? You get old, things happen, you have surgery, life beats you down. So sex sometimes ain't even an option. You got to have something else to give. When you get old and certain things ain't working no more, then what? What y'all going to do? Just sit there and look at each other like that? Ain't got no conversation, ain't got no knowledge, ain't got no wisdom, ain't got got nothing. Can't even rub a bag, can't, don't know how to scrub your feet and do your feet for you. You know, can't rub your head. It's like women can't stimulate you. Not the bash women, but but see, we wouldn't do. But the good thing is, like I said, that's why I was saying I spoke. I'm speaking from one point of view earlier because I'm a woman, but I also I'm I'm not biased. Yeah, I'm not to where I won't call you out. I want you to call me out. I won't call. I won't say. Well, I'm I'm all for the ladies. Don't get me wrong. I love my ladies. I support my ladies 100. percent But supporting somebody is letting them know when they wrong. They wrong exactly. And a lot of people can't take that. So I say like with women, just like I said earlier. You know, we do. I'm seeing this firsthand a lot women are expecting things out of men and draining them dry and then you get to where you not not so much draining them dry but you get to where it's, it's not even a give and take no more it's a take 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 and we have to understand both sides and men as well you know we had they have to understand too it's all a compromise but 
I see so many more women because that's who I'm speaking with. Man, when we strip, take, 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 take. When we strip away these gender roles and these expectations at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we two human beings right. with emotions, feelings, wants, needs, desires, mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Men want the same thing women want. All right, now. They just don't, they just take a little longer to realize that they need that or they want that. I True, say that. but when they find that and right. realize this is what they've been missing, mm-hmm. if they're smart enough to keep it, that's right. You know, that's the, right. The, the, it's limitless. It's limitless. But, no limit, babe. I see murder, murder, dad. But, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Growing up, what was the most toxic or what was the most dysfunctional thing that you heard from an older woman saying like, when you, girl, these, these men ain't, they ain't nothing. Five generational curses go. You know, just hearing some toxic sayings like, don't, don't trust them. Ain't none of them. They ain't nothing. Did you grow up hearing stuff like that from older women that's supposed to be examples to you? Or did you let it cloud your judgment? Or did you take heed to it? Or did you not pay attention to it? I think everybody in her, you know, men ain't shit. But what, what stuck out to you most, though? The most. What's Just that from what most? I heard growing up, right? Or like some toxic advice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, this just jumped in my head. All right now. Don't, don't lay down with no man if he can't do nothing for you. I've always hated to hear that. Okay. I understand that a man is supposed to be the provider. Right. But if you talking to a young girl who knows nothing about relationships, man, and nothing like that, you what she hearing is. If you having sex with a man, he got certain financial obligations. You selling So that's just like putting yourself on layaway. Right on. Like, I, I always hated to hear that. Right. I'm on some half. Yeah, I want me a man that's going to spoil me. Mm-hmm. But he going to be getting spoiled too. Right on. In other ways, even if it's not financial. You know what I'm saying? It's that's like, right. I, I always hated that. That's not a, a thing to tell young girls. I agree with that. Because cause you... you when, depending on somebody's mindset, you don't know how they're going to perceive what you say. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for me, the the most the thing I hate to hear the most from young younger women, it could be women my age, older women, I used to hear this a lot. All men are wet. Dogs. <laughs> and I hate that because I still hate it because I always say, Thoughts become things. Your thoughts become things. Once you think that every man is a dog, you will get every man that comes your way. He will be a dog. Every man that comes your way, he will be doggish. He will be a dog. Because you're on the type of mindset you have. I grew up hearing that. Right. But if I have to say so myself, I haven't had a lot of experiences with dog men far as relationship wise. But have I, you have you always is that something that you said and been put in your mind that all men are dogs? I've heard it but I never let that's, that that's what judge. I'm saying. So far as we speaking on generational curses, you know, just bring it back generational curses, something that we like just breaking. Like I've always heard it. I've always heard but I've never said because how can if you think all men are dogs, you gonna always get a man that's a dog. But like with me Okay, you know, I don't have a lot of relationship experience. You know, I had 
pretty much real, one real relationship. And the thing about it, I am a good person. I was a good person. Yeah, I'm a person. faithful person. And I, I'm not a cheater. So if I know I'm a good person and I'm not a cheater, I know that it is somebody out there equal to me. And that's how, that's why I always, that's how I really kept that mindset. Like, how could our men be dogs? And nobody out here is the same. Nobody is the same. Everybody is unique in their own way. So how, how could everybody, every man be a dog? Then you gotta think about it like this. You got, you had the same man, two different women. Mm -hmm. Both women, one woman could say he treated her like a queen. Mm -hmm. The other one could say he a dog. That, right. All, every woman ain't worthy of being treated like no queen because there's some women dogs out here too. Okay. Just go <laughs> for a man. Every man ain't suited to be treated like no king well, come if you on some little boy stuff. Come on now. So it's just... And, and don't even understand why they're not being treated like that. Yeah. You know? Because they've been pacified and enabled to believe so-and-so and such-and-such, -and -such, which is people telling them what they need to hear or want to hear. So... I definitely feel like that. All, that all mean the dogs. That was like one major, major thing for, for me. I I didn't like that coming up. I did not like. I still don't like it because I do. I'm strong on the mindset, and I feel like what you think, you know, will be. You cannot think everybody's the same. You cannot think. That's like all women. You can't think all women out here is this, that, gold diggers are trying to take your money or trying to do this and trying to do that. It's not like that. Because we really got things. We really, you know, we're really rare out here. You know what I mean? And it, I mean, when, for real, when I really think about it, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying we really rare out here. It's, it's rare, it's seldom that you have women that have something mentally, you know, can do the thing with the house, book, got book smarts, got street smarts, come from where we come from. Sense of humor. Sense of humor, Body personality, you know, great in bed. <laughs> Another thing, I think another generational curse, and I think women put a lot of pressure on themselves with this, is to maintain that family union. I'm not about to. You better speak now. I'm not about to be in a relationship that I am unsatisfied with. Come on, for the sake of my child, I grew up like that. My mama and my daddy tried to stay together because they grew up in broken homes. They tried to make a difference. For their kids. And I ain't going to say that they weren't in love. Because they mm -hmm. was in love for a long time. Then we got up right. in our teenage years. You know people just fall out of love. That's right. They do. But. Do not stay in an unhappy situation. Because you feel like it will be a benefit for your kids. Right. If mama and daddy. Sad. Miserable. Unhappy. Mm -hmm. That's going to trickle down to that child. Come and give them a messed up perception. Of what a loving relationship supposed to be like. That's right. That's also another teachable moment to show them how to, Stand you know, co-parent. Mm -hmm. Like, blended families, that's just a thing now. Right. Might not be popular, but that's just Reality. a part of it. Yeah. Like, me and my child father, we not together. He just got married. I'm hoping that one day, you know... Me and his wife will be able to be cordial and all this. Yeah, all this. Will. It's, it's, yeah it's I will. It's about my baby. Yeah, I, I want to show her some sense of a, a family unit, whether it's, you know, yeah, daddy and stepmama, mama and stepdaddy. Like right. it's, 
it is part of life. It's all about the kid. Exactly. And, and, and when and when we the thing about it, generational curses when you speaking, you know, we really are stuck in some bad ways. But when you really just think about now, we be, we're mothers, and we see how. The love we have and how strong we feel about making sure our kid, the a, from the ABCs to the one, two, threes to the, if I say, if I sneeze, you need to say bless you. We own so much about our kids. So to look back and see, these are the things our parents didn't pay attention to. Those smaller things, even what you're saying, just to have a decent co-parent relationship. My kids see, I hate when people do say that as well, when they say, I won't say I hate, that's a strong word, but when people like, well, I'm trying to stay with him for the kids, the, you, you, the kids are miserable. The kids yeah, yeah. see, the kids see you miserable, so they miserable, and you keep using that excuse, your but. The kids see you getting your head knocked out. See right. Your mom, see their mama crying. Crying, right, right. Just miserable. Miserable. Like, no. And you, but the minute, but you don't want to let go, so. You again, a lot of people use their kids for a lot of excuses. So now you don't want to let go. So now it's the kids. I'm the prime female example in my daughter's life. Right. I'm not finna show her no example of no weak woman mm-hmm. that's gonna do anything to maintain a relationship. Right. I ain't showing her that because my self worth is wrapped up in her self worth. Right on. So come on now. You better speak. Man, you know, Virgo, I be sitting up thinking about overthinking, over analyzing, analytical. But you got to, though. Virgo, see, it's still Virgo. See. Yeah, it is still yes, Virgo. See. Shout out to the Virgos. We still I in Virgo about season. Five days, yeah, yeah. Five about, yeah, about three, four, four ish. Y'all really um, represent it. I, I will say that, you know, just to get out of topic real quick. Y'all really represent. I I used to be like, Aries, everybody, Aries. Everybody, Virgo. Yeah, we out you. Yeah, I like you. All the way, one hundred. <laughs> but um, yeah. So another thing is too, man. You know, I will say this: love, relationships, generational curses. Speaking on just love, um, with my kid, with the kids. I tell my baby every day. I, on the way to daycare, I got notes right here. You know, this is. It's like it's like a script almost. Um, just in case I I'm off and I'm having like a bad day, and I say tell I be telling Courtney like she do her affirmations. So I be like, who the prettiest girl in the world? She say me. Who the smartest girl in the world? Me. Who know how to ABCs? Me. Who's the most articulate girl in the world? We say that every morning. On the I say who a leader? She say me. I'm not a follower. I'm like you know, and we do that every day. I tell her I love her every day. I give my baby at least like three hugs, real good deep hugs. I told you the other day she was real emotional at daycare. But when we pulled up daycare, she was real emotional. She kept asking for her daddy. And um, I called. He was saying, he said he was at, you know, he was at work. So he was like, he got to um, handle something. And he was just saying he going to call back. And it was like she just was real emotional. So I pulled up in the driver's seat and I just gave her a real tight hug. That's the video is on Instagram or Facebook. I think she had that dress on with that orange bone head. She was really emotional. And I just pulled, I said, I said, when we finish out the car, she was like, when we get to the red light, I said, when we pull up to the daycare, I said, I want you to come up here, and I'm going to hug on you, Mama going to give you a hug, okay? So I don't know what's wrong with my baby, but, man, I didn't have that, okay? And I got like a stench, I feel like sometimes, I used to have like a stench of anxiety, and when I, I didn't even realize that's what it was, so I got older, but I see it in my baby. And I hug on her a lot, and I love on her a lot. Because, like I said, we speaking on generational curses. If you just tuned in, love and relationships. So, just the love part and having that bond and that relationship with your kid as well. Like, I tell Courtney I love her all the time. I be, I mean, I be all over her. 
she's so cute. You know, she really is. You know, thank you. We did that. You know, and I just feel like, I feel like I didn't have that. And when I moved on and I was in a relationship, that was one of the things that was said that I did not do. I was not affectionate enough. You know, and I'm not blaming it on nobody, but I did not receive affection as a kid, as in a, a, a teenager, nor as, you know, I, did, I didn't receive that. So I didn't know that I was not being affectionate. I didn't know I was not being affectionate enough. You know what I mean? I would say I would have had a little bit in there. But those things right there, we got my grandma, she's from up north. You know, she's a New Yorker. Shout out to New York. She's from Harlem. My mama's from Connecticut. They they coming from up there. And everybody, all them parents that's like born in like the 70s, 60s, they got a cold shoulder more towards. Not all of them. You know what I mean? But they got a cold shoulder. And it's more like, okay, we don't hug our kids, tell them they love them, tell them we proud of them, all this stuff like this. You know what I mean? And that's sometimes, I'm telling you, I could just hug my baby. And she will be like, that was, that's all she be needing sometimes, just that simple hug. Or I'd be like, go, Courtney, you got it. i give her a hand. Like, we got a handshake and everything. That little stuff that I be pushing my baby, she be, it means the world. I pick her up a little toy for a dollar. She be like, mommy, you got me this? She's so grateful at a young age, and I don't have to over-materialize it and, 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 like, you know, go out of my way to do crazy things for her because the small things matter to her because I show her so much love. She gets love, so she don't need the material things. And we coming up, the material things were what our parents did more of, my parents did more of, so it's like the love was not always shown. You know what I mean? So as far as speaking on generational curses... You know, that affection, that love, everything from the kid. Giving your babies all they need. That is essential. We have to break that. You can't be cold with your kids. These people that came out of you, you grooming them. You showing them the way. They got to love somebody else's daughter. They got to love somebody else's son. They got to know the right way to do the things. And it's up to you to show them. You can't be cold and standoffish with your kid. You have to really open up. You have to really be an ear. You have to really listen to your kid. You have to pay attention to your kid. You have to know they need, they wants. They are humans. They have feelings. They have emotions. And we have to be more mindful that we cannot just be passing by on what these kids feel and make sure they are heard and they are felt because when we coming up, we did not have that. Okay? Whether you whether it was your father wasn't there, your mother was dealing with your father, trying to please your father, your father was a rolling stone, he was cheating, your mama was working five, seven, seven, eight, ten jobs. It was always some kind of absentness somewhere where, you know, it could be an excuse laid out. But we know better now and we gotta do better. We gotta get these kids what they need. So what do you feel like you do? You've doing different now that you didn't get from your mother and father. What do you feel like you do different now with your kid? Shout out to Sky. Her baby is a Leo. She's a wild girl. Girl. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, you know, I always was a daddy's girl growing up. Yes, you were. I mean, I always loved my mama. I don't think, I don't know. You know, getting into all that shit, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I question my overly affectionate with my baby. Oh, what? Because I would tell her a hundred times in a single day, Mommy love you, just because I want her to know that. Because, right. 
girl, coming from, like, I never wanted kids yeah. because I didn't feel like I had, like, the best example of being a mother, so it always terrified me. Not to say that my mama was a bad person. I ain't trying to throw her under the bus. Shout out to Stephanie. They're my nigga. But it's Hate like... Some. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. That just was something that was in the back of my mind, and I was scared of it. I was wondering, like, okay, what kind of mother would I be? Like, Lord. But you such a good person, though. True, you know, so but... it's like, how could you not transfer that? To your, you, you know what I'm saying? When you when you see people, you ain't never really changed. You know what I'm saying? You ain't never really, you ain't never really got out of character of being a good person. It's some people that really have got out of character of being who they are. You be like, damn, she started smoking, she started doing it, she started, oh, she started, she started, she went, she went a whole different direction than what we thought. You never went, you never strayed away. So it's like you always been online with being a great person. You ain't yeah, never but changed that still up. Was just. I don't know. You know how you get just a thought in your head? It was like, man, look, having a child is the scariest shit. Like, man, when I found out I was pregnant, I was just like, oh, my God. Man, you know, when I found out, when I found out I was pregnant, me and my child's father, we was riding and we was drinking. I was drinking Seagram's Dry Gin. Shout out to Seagram's. No, 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 no. And no advertising. (laughs) <laughs> but we was riding and we was um we was riding and we was drinking and um later on that day you know I ended up taking like three pregnancies my stomach wouldn't go down and it was like I took and all of them was positive you know and so I agree with you it is scary it definitely is scary because I thought I couldn't even have kids I was told I couldn't have them I was too but here we go with a two and a three old right on. but first thing that kept it was like on a loop in my mind. What am I going to do with a baby? Yeah. What am I going to do with a baby? I'm going to have a whole human being that I'm going to be responsible for. Right. Like, mm-hmm. any wrong move or any major thing I mess up can right. alter her her reality. Right. Her perception on life, and that is a tall task. That's right. But, you know... They put that baby in your arm, and you see a piece of you, and you just know you're going to do... You activate. I'm telling the superwoman in but you then, activates. too, I would always hear people say, when you have your child, girl, your life going to change. Mm-hmm. And when I they first laid my baby on my chest, my first thought was, what the f- I'm going to do with a baby? Right. Because I still didn't know. Like, I grew up... I mean, I was around my sister when her kids were small, mm-hmm. but... I ain't gonna. I wasn't the most hands-on auntie because I used to kind of have like a little scaredness of babies, especially when they was little. Right. I ain't want to touch them till they was like four months. So, but it's like it's it's just a lot. Like I never. Mm-hmm. She's here, and you're doing a wonderful job. Man, Your kid knows all her man. colors. She knows her ABCs. She knows her one two threes. She knows her days of the week. She knows her months. She knows her, look. She know what I mean. And then and then you you are really you it activate. I'm telling you, if it don't activate, you know I don't know. It takes some people longer than others, but it really when you see a kid that came out of you. No matter how scared you were, when it, you activate into a whole nother person, you have to be the best you. If you need a million dollars, you will make it happen. Do you hear me? You will make it happen for that kid. 
It's no way. So it, it activates you and makes you become a whole nother person. It, you become your best self. When anybody just ever question like, how I'm going to grow? I, I just been had a bad attitude. I did that. That kid, you get what you need when you need it in life. That's true. You get what you need when you need it in life. What I would always hear people say, girl, when you get that baby, like my homegirl teacher used to always say, mm-hmm. girl, you're going to have a baby and it's going to change your life. Right. And I used to be like, man, but how you know? Right. I was like, there's so many people I didn't seen that have kids and they just don't care. But you're not them. You're aware. This is what I tell a lot of people. Shout out to Prices Motivation. I just want this is what I say to a lot of people. The difference between you and a lot of people, you see what you said? You told her that it's a lot of kids, it's a lot of people have kids and they just not. You, when you are aware of the things that your mother did that you don't like, when you are aware of the things that other girls are doing that you don't like, when you are aware of the screw-ups that you see other parents do, and you be like, you're not going to When you are aware, guess what it does? Back here. It sits in your subconscious mind. Oh, I don't like how she was just calling her baby her name. I won't do that. I'm telling you, it dwells. It dwells, and it dwells, and it dwells, and it dwells. It does not leave you. It does not leave you. I'm telling you. It does not leave you. Just look at something that came out of you and be like, did you sit your mother like that? No, that just irritates me. It, it really does. It really does. And But you know some another thing, another thing, another thing, okay? With being kids, we got beat. We got beat. You got whippings. We got, okay, we got whippings. I've got whipping with a stitching cord. I've got a whipping with a shoe. I got a whipping. Love, this, this love and relationships. So we're going we gonna to get out there. But, you know, we want to pass that down to our kids. You know, because everything does not require a whipping. But I do want to say this, you know, as far as saying um, with our kids, we definitely, we definitely have to make sure we just be the person that we wanted when we was growing up. But as far as relationships... If you did not have a good example and you know that this was wrong and that was wrong, you didn't like how your mother went about doing this and doing that, doing that, doing that, you got to be mindful. And if everybody just stick to, it's going to sound childish because we've been here since we were kids, <laughs> the golden rule. That's right. Treat people the way you want to be treated, the world will be a much better place. Come on now. It's just, it's that simple. It ain't hard, man. People just they got give and receive. Right. Can't just receive just like a woman just want to get head all the time and not get mad. Like I think we got to get into that because we're speaking on love and relationships. You think we should get into sex a little bit? Nah, there's gonna be a whole nother episode. We'll do like a round table talk for that. So, anything else you got for us, now? Generational curses, breaking generational curses. Speaking on love and relationships. It was something else I had, but I can't quite get on it. Communication. Communication. People talk to their spouses and significant others in any type of way. You know what? We're going to get into communication. Communication. Should we we get into communication? You think we should do a part three? That would be like a whole other episode, too. 
because you have to learn where communication comes. Listening. Mm-hmm. Trying to understand and put yourself in that person's shoes. Okay. Not just seeing things one-sided. Comprehending. Because, Lord, I know a lot of stubborn people. Come on now. That just don't see nothing but they side. Right. So, yeah, that's... Gotta comprehend too. You can't just be you can't you can't just be talking to get your side out. You definitely have to listen and be here to comprehend what someone else says. Understand. Because I say about says. me, I am a terrible communicator. You think so? Yes. In a relationship, yes. Right. I don't like to be seen as vulnerable or clingy or naggy or none of that. So if I have Shut a problem, Virgo. <laughs> I will kind of shut down. Right. Now, I try, but if I feel like my attempts at communicating is getting shot down, right. I'm going to shut down. Right. Well, I don't know. With communication with me, I feel like I'm open to listening to you, but I will say this. If you've done so much for for me not to have a level of decent respect for you, I will be here you know, you will see me listening physically. You will see me, but I won't take it into much of account because I feel like you've done so much. But I also feel like at the same time, I think I, I think I'm a. I love to talk. I love to listen to people to see what you know what it is. Now that I've grown older and I've grown wiser, but I definitely feel like growing up. A lot of times, I did not see um, that communication. That was not. It was. It was always like one sided. Like you know, don't with women. You know, growing up, like I said, women around me was always like, they wear the highway. You shut up, you listen to what I'm saying, and I'm going to talk louder to you. I'm going to argue with you, and you just don't say nothing back. And I feel like that is toxic. But, too, in a relationship, with listening and comprehending has to come a willingness to change. All right, now. If your significant other come to you and say, hey, I don't like the way that you talk to me, or I feel like you could be a little... Whatever. Right. You got to try. Exactly. To do that. Because you're going to want the same done for you. Right. Just like if you want your man to be a little more affectionate, you talk to him, you have a conversation, he say, okay, baby, I hear you. Mm -hmm. But nothing changes. Right. It's going to be over with in a matter of time unless you just going to settle. Or you just really don't want to be in that situation. I think, I think I've had, I had that. Well, it was said to me, but then once you kind of, like, make up your mind, you know, that you kind of, like, you know, then well, it just... just ain't no coming back from it. Yes, right. But definitely, communication is definitely more... It, it's very essential. And I didn't see that a lot growing up. It was always one-sided, you know. And I definitely feel like, like I said, it's give and take. Everything is a give and take. We cannot just... The man does not have all to say. The woman does not have all to say. And even with women, it's like... Right now, the, 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 that needs to be screwed tight. You know, just because you say it needs to be screwed tight right now, of course a man not going to feel like, okay, because you tell me it needs to be screwed tight right now, I'm going to go do it because you said No, he going to do it. He know it needs to be done. Let him do it. You know, bag up. Let him do it in his own. So sometimes we just feel like things has to be done when we say it. And it, it does not have to be that way. Or even when, when communication, I would say this. This is what I learned. I learned this from an audio that some audio I just listened to. This man, he said, he said, you know what? A lot of times with women, when they say, like, I need to talk to you. We need to talk. He was like, don't say it like that. This is what you say. Baby, can you help me with something real quick? 
You see, it's all about approach with communication. And a lot of women, and I'm telling this is really this is a key right here. I'm telling you because I learned this and it took me from to me. Now I learned this. I learned this in the last past couple of years. You have to realize that you have to customize your approach with your man, your husband, or whoever your friend, because everybody is not ready to receive things the way. Bring your ass over here, let me talk to you. You, we need to talk. We need to talk right now. Everybody is not ready for that. Some people shut down. They go back into their shell. Most men do. When there's things we throw at men, they can't handle. They shut down. They go back into their shell. And then you wonder why you can't get them back out for a while. And they listen to some and it's up. Uh, but we have to understand that we have to customize our approach. Same thing with men. If you want something more out of your woman, you do something more for her. Or you, 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 you. Show her something that, you know, she's been wanting for a while or something like that. It's a give and take. We got to listen to each other. We got to make sure that communication, I mean, it goes a long, you you are nothing without communication and understanding. That foundation right there has to be built strictly out communicating and having an understanding what you want, what she want, what we are willing to compromise with, and so on and so forth. But when you approach, you know, your approach is everything. That's, that ain't just with love. That's with everything in life. Your approach is everything. You can get so much more out of a man if you come to him with the right approach. You can get so much more out of a woman if you come to her with the right approach. You got to know your, and you know, you got to know who you're dealing with. You got to know your significant other. You got to know your kid. You got to know your friend. You got to know everybody that's around you so you can know what approach you should come to them with. Customize your approach. You know, generational curses we're speaking on love and relationships. Communication definitely is key. Always, you know. For sure. So, you got anything else, Slim? No. What about money? <laughs> what's his is mine, and what's mine is mine. No, I'm just <laughs> No. Your money is your money. If you want to do nice things, you do nice things. A lot of, you know, it was brought up to see, like, the man taking care of the household and paying everything and slugging himself in the ground. And some women would stay at home moms. And now, I don't agree with his money and his money and my money and my money. I don't agree with that. No, I was just joking. Oh. I was just, you know, that's that'd be a saying. Like, some people, wives say that. Some people say that. So, I was just joking, though. I don't think like that. It's a compromise. If you're falling, I'm going to help you. If I'm falling, you help me. Even if you're not falling, I'm going to help you. I want you to know that I'm here for you. Like you say, it's a partnership. Two heads are better than one. All Two right. incomes are better than one. All right. And we come and pool our money together for the common goal of bettering the household. Come on now. In a situation, can't nothing go wrong. That's right. So with finances, you know, even like back then, it's more men, you know, it was taking care of the household. It's different now. You definitely need like two people. You know what I mean? You pretty much need two people. I mean, two two income households yeah. would be nice. That's right. So but for the ones that gotta have one, shit, you gotta make a do what it do. do. And and it's happening. They doing what it do. But for the most part, you know, just that we was brought up speaking on generational curses. You know, breaking love and relationships. Just like you know, it was always like the men take care of home, woman cool. And not even have a job most of the time, you know. So I think that's why most women back in the day didn't leave. They didn't have nothing. They had to understand. On they were scared. They felt weak. Had a lot of kids. Couldn't do this. Couldn't do that. But it's a new day, baby. Yeah, ladies, make sure you have something for yourself. It's a new day. Don't don't move into nothing that you can't afford yourself. And then you know, fellas, 
Don't make women feel like you lingering some over their head and you taking care of this and they need to make sure they do that and do that. It's a compromise. It's a compromise. Because a lot of men need that backbone. A lot of women, they need that foundation and that protection. So it's a give and take and it goes both ways. So I think that's all we got for breaking generational curses with love and relationships. I think we're going to do a part three with way more people. I think I'm going to add two guys. I'm going to add a guy in. You know who I'm going to add in. Shout out to Murray. I think I'm going to add Murray in. That means we're going to have to go. Yo, I think I'm going to add Murray in. So we're going to do a part three of this. All right, we're going to do a part three. Make sure y'all check out. Make sure y'all check this episode out. Well, thank you for checking it out. I'm going to say make sure y'all check it out. Make sure y'all going to check the rest of the episodes out of Talks with Prices Motivation. We are available on all platforms. I appreciate y'all for listening. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to LA. Shout out to my real current co-host, Shadiqua Cheatham. Clap, 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 clap. Virgo season. She's a Virgo. And um, we will be back next week, or I will be back with another episode. I appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all make sure y'all follow the movement Priceless Motivation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to inst- I mean, go to Amazon.com and get the book, The Non-Perfect Guide to Parenting. It's a lot of great topics that we also talked about tonight that I touch on in that book. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Shout out to the ultimate confidence. The ultimate confidence as well. Make sure y'all go to Amazon. Thank you. Make sure y'all go to Amazon as well. And I have a um, third book. It's an audio book coming out very, very soon. Appreciate y'all for the support. Make sure y'all follow on social media. And that's all we have for tonight. See y'all next Thursday. Peace.